Thanks for joining us this week. I know you're going to love this conversation that I'm sharing with you today with Nizreen Mamafoda, who through her company, Holistic Life Solutions, she supports her clients as a hypnotist and as a Reiki master teacher. We explore what Reiki is, how she supports her clients, but how she helps people help themselves and their families and her vision of having a healer in every home. I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. So glad to have you with us. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. Would you like to make more of your meditation practice? What if there was a tool that maximized your time and attention with images and affirmations carefully selected to boost your positivity and strengthen your resilience to help you integrate your intentions into your subconscious? I have a special gift available for you. Visit happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button to take a look at the phenomenal technology created by Positive Prime that shares positive images, affirmations, and motivation in a method that literally wires your brain for more happiness, higher productivity, better relationships, and greater success. Head over to happifiedlife.com and click on the start off happy button. See a sample video and sign up for your free trial. You can take 10 days to find out how the power of personalizing your own motivational videos by adding images from your photo library will bring you even greater benefits. I know you're going to love this tool. It's become one of my favorite go-tos and an important part of my daily routine. Head over to happifiedlife.com to start off happy with Positive Prime. Welcome back. I am so happy to have you with us today for what I know is going to be a marvelous conversation with my guest, Nizreen Mamafoda. Nizreen is a, a certified hypnotist with specialized training in past life regression and advanced SP hypnosis, through which connection to the superconscious is established for better and faster results. Nizreen is also a Reiki master teacher with a dream to see a Reiki practitioner in every household so that everyone can help themselves and their loved ones. Being a student of psychology, Nizreen has always been intrigued by the working of the subconscious mind, which led her to train as a hypnotist. Hypnosis led her to meditations, which furthered her spiritual path. When her experience with energy healing helped her where others had not, her logical mind sought the answers to understand how energy affects our body and can facilitate healing. 
When the science clicked, she trained to become a Reiki master teacher. Nizreen started her own business, Holistic Life Solutions, in 2012 to share these holistic wellness techniques, which give back our bodies the ability to heal themselves. And since then has also shared her message as a writer and speaker online and on television. And we will get into further in the conversation how you can connect with Nizreen if you'd like to learn more, explore, and become that healer in every home that is her vision and certainly is an inspiring picture for me as well. Nizreen, I'm so happy to have you with me today. Thanks for joining me. Thank you. I think um, I am feeling honored to be here. <laughs> well, we have had the good luck to be connected and the opportunity to get to know each other a little bit better over this last year, thanks mm -hmm. to the wonders of Zoom and technology, since you are in Eastern Canada, in Ontario, and I am in Southern California, and yet we get to transcend the miles. So I'm really grateful to bring this conversation to the program because I am also a Reiki master practitioner. I'm not a teacher. I had kind of an abridged level three program. And the study and the experience of that has really opened up my perspective and understanding in ways and has continued to evolve over time. And so I love to bring this conversation to our audience because not everyone is acquainted with Reiki or even with different modalities or the scope of energy healing. And so mm -hmm. since from your experience coming from a corporate career and then making a change in direction and starting this as your business and primary focus, I'd love to hear a little bit more about it, how it unfolded for you. Wow, that is a whole lot. <laughs> but Good thing we have it... some time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I was always interested in the subconscious mind and actually wanted to become a psychologist, but path led me in different ways. And uh, I ended up working in accounting, which is like, I don't even have any degree in accounting. I don't know how I landed up there. But anyways, I was in the corporate world doing that. And um, while I was in that, I, I had my passion of uh you know, learning the, about the subconscious mind and etc. So I started um, studying hypnosis and doing a whole course while I was still doing my nine to five job. I don't even know if I had to do it again, how would I do it? Because it was like crash um, working Monday to Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I had my classes full days for hypnosis. And that was like over a period of two, three months. It was like condensed and uh, lo and behold, I was a hypnotist. And then of course I kept adding tools to my toolbox, learned, trained with past life and other stuff. So um, yeah, that was there. And then um, while I was doing all that, I was also still at corporate and I really enjoyed working with um, the mind, the meditation. And I know in our corporate setting there were sometimes certain ladies mostly in our department were more ladies so uh, some of them were going through menopause and stuff and I would like they would be fretting and fuming with hot flashes and I would go and just help them with a bit of visualization techniques and they would feel much calmer and not having those feeling a cool breeze where there was none but you know it it helped them so I said hmm, that is good this is fun you know 
So I started actually working with the HR and running a meditation group once a week for the whole company in the auditorium. It was a huge company. So um, and the sales department, some men from sales department actually approached me later and said they actually uh, scheduled their difficult sales calls right after the meditation because they got better results. So because they weren't as worked up, you know, when they were on the calls, I said, that's a win-win. So once it all that was going on, um, we were, I was working with a newspaper agency, a newspaper company, which is, covers the whole of um, Ontario. And uh, as happens, newspaper is, was like, you know, it's going, it, everything's going digital. So Nobody is really holding the paper and that industry was not doing uh, that well. And they were flipping st stuff to, you know, cost cutting, et cetera, et cetera, at that time. And they were offering packages to people um, who were close to retirement age. And I had a passion for wanting to start my own business because I realized with my nine to five, only friends and family knew what you, I was doing. There wasn't much opportunity to network and let the word out because I didn't have that much time, right? I'm working nine to five, only evenings are available and my kids were younger. So I, I just didn't have enough time to do both. And I really wanted to do this because it was close to my heart. So I looked at this and I said, I want that package because that means a few months of money still coming in while I set up my business, right? But how do I get that package? Because I was nowhere close to a retirement age. So that wasn't valid for me. It would be for others, right? So I actually went to uh, my boss and asked her, like, if that was a possibility. And the first thing she told me is, go back to your desk and I'll pretend you never said this to me. Because, like, she... She like I I really valued her and she valued me too and she just like you know I'm I was not entitled to that package right so and I was scared that if I tell her then I am kind of telling her that I don't want to be here right but anyway it worked out and eventually she said I will put your case forward and we'll see what happens but don't tell anyone anything yet I said fine and they actually accepted it eventually and they gave me the package which started me on my own journey of starting uh, holistic life solutions and uh, you know just doing what I love doing so this is no longer work for me it is fun I really enjoy my work because I see the transformation in people and that gives me the high who the heck needs drugs <laughs> <laughs> I it just like you know if even one person I helps like say in a whole week that whole week I'm on a high well that used to be back then when I my clients were just you know by word of mouth so it was maybe one client a week or one client in two weeks right it wasn't that often then but it helped me so much and it made me feel that this is what I want to do this is what it makes me feel that you know i am giving back something and of value to the other person 
right? And it's changing their lives. I mean, it's it's just an awesome feeling you cannot describe in words. Mm-hmm. Especially so that when, is the story. <laughs> when you have that opportunity to work with people over time and really see transformation and shift begin yeah. to happen as they unfold and open up. And it's it's funny, like when they come, especially for hypnosis, when they come and they have that first session, um, because they feel sometimes the, those people who come with stress, they come in, their shoulders are stooped, they are feeling down. After a session, when they leave, they don't even notice the difference. But when I look at them leaving, their shoulders are back up, they have a smile on their face, they feel and look relaxed, right? And I say, like, like if one session can do this, when they're taking the whole program, imagine the difference that's going it's going to make. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? truly. And it just, it's a very good feeling. And so um, what do your, uh, your clients who come to you for that kind of support for hypnosis specifically, what kind of support are they seeking or issues do they tend to have that they hope that you can help them resolve? Okay, there are like it's a wide range, right? A lot of people come for the basic stuff like weight management. Mostly it is reduction, but there will be an odd person who actually wants to gain weight. But um, so it's weight management. Some are there for confidence building. A lot of male clients that come in is when they are having a transitioning between jobs and then they suddenly feel they lack confidence, which they always had before. So um, for those kind of things, for smoking cessation, a lot of times it's just plain binge eating because some people that have come, they are really good at weight management. They are very good in their exercises. They have a very good body, right? But they sometimes binge eat so much that they kind of feel bad about themselves then. So some come for those kind of things. Some come basically because they keep they want to do an exercise regimen, but they fall off the bandwagon all the time, self-sabotaging. So they want to stop that self-sabotage. They come for that. And some come for like, say, in today's day and world, we all have this. Um, we are on video. We are on um, Zoom calls as well as you have to like when you have running your business, you're supposed to do video lives and stuff like that. And some people have a major, major inhibition towards that. And they come for that to remove that inhibition and not be so self-judgmental and critique how they look on the camera and those kind of things. Because I know I had that. I definitely had that when I started and I used my own techniques on myself to get over it. And that's how I help others too. So this is a wide range of stuff. Some things are really small. Some things are way deeper. Uh, people who come for weight management, like especially weight reduction, when you start working on that, you just would feel, oh, I can get them to stop eating that. But it's not as simple as that. The reasons for the for why they have put on weight sometimes are way deeper and there's a lot other things that need to be resolved than just getting them to, you know, not eat the desserts and stuff. It's not as simple as that. So it does sometimes require way more digging. 
And I think that's a really powerful point. First of all, I really appreciate that um, you're recognizing <clears throat> and that people are seeking solutions for the struggles that we have feeling comfortable and confident in their bodies, in the way we present ourselves professionally, especially now that we are in this Zoom culture that, um, you know, even, even without restriction, so many people are embracing the work from home model yeah. that it will to a great point. And for accessibility, for people with limited capabilities and uh, mobility, it's a game changer for them as well. So Zoom is here to stay, whether we want it to be. I love not. Zoom. I love technology. Sometimes, yes, we have to fight it. But um, hey, it has been a plus for us. Yes. And exactly. look at that. Without, without that, I wouldn't be able to reach so many people. Right. Right. right? Just a few years ago, could this even have been something that you imagined that you would be extending your your reach and ability to support people to this level? I find it very exciting too. So I'm I think glad it's helping me get closer this. and closer to my dream. Yes, yes. And so, and I want to go back to because we could go any number of different directions. So before we go too far afield, um, to your point that sometimes we think we understand a problem, we oversimplify something like. Um, the way that we eat and our, our habits with food and think all I need to do is eat less. And so I appreciate that you're highlighting that there are many reasons why our bodies might carry weight in ways that are not what we think are ideal or what might be that healthy relationship with food or just with health in general. And so I appreciate that through your work, it feels like you're able to kind of help people explore different influences or reasons, foundations that then they can continue and move on and, and clear those as well. So in, in those cases, obviously having a healthier relationship for, with food would take some time to move mm -hmm. through, but in general with those clients, do you find yourself working over a longer period of time and going in different Yeah, I do. I do because sometimes, um, like say, to give an example of uh, weight reduction only, people come and they know they self-sabotage themselves and they start eating the wrong stuff. But why do they self-sabotage themselves? Why is it that their subconscious makes them, you know, do that? You know, there is a reason because subconscious is very protective of us. But the way it sees protection sometimes may be worked up to what you desire because it could be something stemming from your childhood or from your younger days. And it's just protecting you from that is like, say, um, every time you were not feeling good, uh, if someone like your mother or anybody in the family was giving you a box of chocolates or something to help pacify you, then you, your subconscious related that to that a box of chocolate makes me feel good, makes me feel that I am wanted and cared for, right? So they associate it with that. And because of that association, they, their subconscious is all the time now telling you, no, no, you have to eat these things because that's what makes you feel good. And feeling good from inside is a positive. So you have to feel good. So therefore you must eat that, right? So now you need to first disassociate it these associate the feeling good with the chocolate. 
right? You have to make them realize you don't need the chocolates to feel good. What else can you feel good? How else can you feel good? So then you have to change that process first before you can get them to stop eating chocolate. Otherwise, they will be in a worse doo-doo because now they will stop eating chocolate and they will not feel good and they will probably go to something else. Right. 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 And I love that you're pointing out here too, in so many aspects, as I see people trying to shift their habits, we get into a very adversarial kind of approach. I have Mm -hmm. to change this. And you mentioned, and, and we're recording this in January, you know, it is the time of committing to new exercise routines and that sort of a thing. And we have trouble maintaining those commitments. And then we tend to be hard on ourselves or lose confidence in our ability to create change and that sort of thing. And so I love that I'm hearing you say those, those benefits of curiosity and exploring, looking in things that might not seem to be connected, exploring those subconscious reactions or triggers to, yeah. to make it easier rather than feeling like it's a matter of willpower. No. <laughs> If it was, yeah, no, it's not just the willpower. It is much more than that. And it is sometimes multiple of things that are that are there together and you have to fix each one of them um, to get to where you want to go because some of the weight reduction issues can also come from, stem from some unwanted attention that you had when you were younger and you're, subconscious felt well if you didn't look as attractive then you would be safe right so it just makes you put on weight so that you stay safe that's how sub- subconscious things because it's trying to protect you but now you don't need that protection you can take care of yourself you know better right so it, it's just better, we can do better yeah you, it's just <laughs> it's just each one's story is different So when you go into the deeper into the story, you realize that what are the other underlining issues that kind of contribute to the main uh, issue that they came for. And depending on that, sometimes it takes to answer your previous question, three sessions, which is usually the minimum, but it can take to six to nine sessions, depending on how many other things are contributing to it. Beautiful. And that's really the benefit <clears throat> to, to working with someone who has your kind of experience and, and can adapt to work over distance. Now we can do this sort of work online. And so it's, yeah, it's easier yeah. to help that expand to fit. So much easier. A lot of people think you can't do the hypnosis online, but you can, I have been doing it and it has worked beautifully. All you need to make sure is for that length of time, nobody disturbs you. Yes. You don't have any loud noises at your end because I can't control that sitting somewhere else. But apart from that, it is doable totally. Wonderful. And you also shared, um, as we were connecting earlier, you know, that people find support. And obviously, I love to find solutions or new perspectives in addressing stress. And we know anxiety is something that more and more people are having issues with, especially over these last few years as things have changed so radically. And so how do you, in your work in hypnosis and as well as Reiki, we haven't even started to get into that yet. How do you see these modalities support people that are having issues with stress and even anxiety? Well, for starters, for hypnosis, 
um, half an hour in hypnosis is equal to four hours of deep sleep. So that in itself, you can't substitute one for the other, unfortunately, but, but that tells you how much relaxation that your mind gets when you are in a hypnosis, right? So just by doing that, you get that relaxation because all the time you're high strung. And say, for instance, if you were going off to sleep, thinking about something that was worrying you or bothering you, now that is going to bother you all through the night while you're asleep. It's working on your mind because that's the last thing you talk about, right? Mm-hmm. So if instead you were using hypnosis or some kind of meditation that was giving positive um things to your brain to think about when you went off to sleep now the whole night what's going to work on it the positive relaxation stuff which your body and your brain needs you're giving your body that relaxation by lying down what are you giving your brain nothing and it's all the time working 24/7 whether you're awake or asleep it needs a break and if you don't give it a break what's going to happen more stress more anxiety right so why not give it a break get into a practice of meditation or maybe get into have someone maybe set up a periodical hypnosis maybe just for deep relaxation but that can help mm-hmm. you with um your stress with your anxiety because you'll get better control over it your mind will be fresher for that and you can think things through properly instead of just being highly strung and worried and coming to reiki same thing um reiki in itself when you start practicing reiki and doing reiki it shifts your energy and starts relaxing you and if you're learning reiki one of the principles of reiki that you kind of utter to yourself every day which i do right is like just for today i will not worry one of them is that right so when you repeat that to yourself even if something happens you say ah just today i'm not going to worry and you think about that and you stop yourself right and that helps you with your stress helps you with your anxiety big time you don't even realize that this short sentence can help you so much so true so true absolutely it's a very powerful very powerful it is and it's principle. so simple yes non threatening right? just for today yeah if i just have for to tomorrow <laughs> yeah and if you keep repeating it every day it doesn't sound overwhelming right and you right. can you feel it doable and even if you start worrying a bit you still have that self check automatically coming in right so yeah i may i'm not saying that i never worry i do worry but it doesn't kind of overwhelm me anymore exactly which i think leads us into that pattern of anxiety <clears throat> in many cases there are always yeah. um you know unfortunately those situations where chemical imbalances can kind of set us up for yes. being triggered and and anxious but in so many situations we do tend to adopt the habit or the pattern and then that can sweep us back up yeah and i find a lot of these things go hand in hand because yes when they you have those as you just mentioned chemical imbalances you need to get that chemical imbalance 
bring it back to the balance by maybe eating the right stuff or maybe having some vitamins, minerals that someone can tell you who is more, you know, a nutritionist or someone else who is more well-versed in that. So I find it's such a collaborative work that they do their part, I do my part, and together we achieve wonderful results. Truly. And I'm a big advocate. Um, I love to encourage people to, to consider themselves the CEO of their own health team. You know, mm-hmm. when we have our traditional medical doctor and perhaps we find a naturopathic doctor that we resonate with or someone who practices functional medicine and we look for practitioners, perhaps acupuncture or chiropractic. And, and then we can, you know, look at Reiki or other energetic modalities to support us. And then as we know ourselves better, we know where to begin. So we get the yeah. right support for the right issues. Yeah, definitely so a collaborative true. effort. Yeah, yeah. I I just really feel that we all need to work in collaboration. Like say, if I, um, if I broke my bones, I do need to go to the hospital and put my, like, you know, whatever bone I broke, put it in a cast to help me feel better, you know, help it get better and uh, work for me. But while I'm doing that, I can keep giving it Reiki to start the healing process you know, at a faster rate, so that if there was anything inhibiting it, that is dissipated and the healing happens in the way it should. So I don't block it. Right. So I mean, people don't understand what blockages can happen. And when energetic blockages can happen, an allopathic doctor can do all they can, but it won't bring results because the patient is blocking energetically. And so this feels like a good time um, for people who are unfamiliar with Reiki or energetic healing. How do you help people understand what is happening, what we're facilitating, or even as you mentioned, these energy blockages that can be standing in our way from coming back into balance? Well, first thing I'll say is like what we were talking about earlier on, you know, before we went on to the podcast that, um, We can tell people we are energy beings, right? And some don't even understand what that means, right? What that means is like, say, if you, in just layman's view, what are we made up of? Atoms, molecules, correct? And when you break it down, what does each atom have? Electrons and protons and neutrons, right? Are they stationary? No way. We learned that in grade school that you have, electrons, protons, they're all revolving around. So when they're revolving around what they are having, the negative, positive charges that they are emitting, where do you think are those charges going? Right? So yes, we may be a physical body, but we have energy too that we are emitting. And all those trillions and millions of atoms that we have, each one is emitting energy. Right? So even if we take it in this layman's view, you can say, yeah, there's a lot of energy out there in our human body, right? So that first explains the energetic body to a certain degree. Secondly, like we used to think only before uh, with the Newtonian laws, you know, survival of the fittest um, and just, you know, just 
try to explain things to the Newtonian laws. Now we have started understanding the quantum laws, right? And with the quantum laws and quantum physics, a lot of this is explainable. If someone wants to understand things further as to how energy works and how the attention that we give to a particular thing, how it can shift stuff. So um, I think the experiment is known as the observer effect. Anybody can Google and read up and look on that. That explains it. And how does that happen? And with energy, you are connected to things anywhere in the world because between us, the space that we have, you sitting in California, me sitting in Ontario, it's not an empty space. The atmosphere has got atoms, molecules in them. And there is a field which we call the energy field. And through that, we are able to connect to each other energetically, no matter where you are in the world, right? So in that way, Reiki, being an energy healing, it's again a frequency of energy. You are able to transmit it to anyone in the world because everything is vibration and frequency. So that is how we can explain this energy, which we are emitting, we are part of, and with that, we connect to the rest of the world. And when we say we connect to the rest of the world, that is, can explain, and that is why people keep saying we are one, because we are all connected, whether we like it or not, we are connected to every other person here, or every other being here. You can say whether living, non-living, you are still connected. You may have this desk that I have, the chair that I'm sitting on, it's an inanimate object, but it still has molecules and atoms in it. It's still emitting some energy, but at a very low level. So everything is vibration. So I explain it in those terms. And then I tend to explain that um, just like we have the physical body in which our blood flow is going, you know, supplying blood to our organs so that it functions. Well, we have an energy body where the energy is flowing to all the various parts of our body to also give it ability to function. Now, when that is happening, when we go through some setbacks, like maybe some traumatic experience, some negative stuff that we put on, like somebody hurts your feelings or something like that happens, you put negative blockages within that system and visualize a water, water hose that you use in your garden. When you are watering your plants, if pebbles get stuck in it, what happens? The water does flow but it's obstructive. It's not flowing freely and easily. So little pebbles are there. And as more pebbles get stuck, the energy, the water flow would become difficult and, you know, get maybe trickle through now, right? And when that happens, it affects the rest of the body in the same way. If your energy flow, the negativity that you keep putting on are those pebbles, so what Reiki will do is we'll go in. It's like um, we can think of Reiki as that magical laser gun that goes in and zaps those pebbles. So when you zap the pebbles, what happens is the pebbles disintegrate and now your energy flow is harmonious again. 
So what Reiki does is with its frequency, it's just a zapper, it zaps off the stuff that is in the way. It cuts through those so that it gives your body back the ability to heal itself, which you are you're born with. But we keep taking that away, putting on stresses, anxiety, negativity, all of that, and depriving our body to heal itself. So why not give our body that power back? That's what Reiki does. Mm. Does that explain your question? Yes, beautifully. I love that. And I hope that even if there are still questions there, that helps people understand the potential of it. Mm -hmm. And also, um, I appreciate that you point out too, you know, that it Reiki lets the body come back into balance, heal itself. We are extraordinary in our abilities, our body's ability to come back to health. If we're not, if we don't have these obstructions, energy blocks, other obstacles, like not having the adequate nutrition or quality sleep. I mean, there are a couple of requirements that our bodies mm -hmm. have, and then our body can heal itself, you know, with, with those tools, with this energy, right. With this open unobstructed flow of energy that helps to, I mean, it, it just is we're, we're batteries in that regard. And, um, and to, I, I heard you say, and I think that some people have this concept that a Reiki practitioner um, would be doing something to you. And that is not the case. We are uh, operating as an open channel, you know, allowing universal energy to do its work. You're simply a conduit. Yes. You are not um, doing anything to you. As I said, you're just zapping the pebbles away. And um, basically what I, I say is it's once you're attuned to any level of Reiki, it's basically what you are getting, I would say, a chip put in you. So now that you are an antenna, so when you are an antenna, you are simply someone who can receive that Reiki frequency and transmit it out because it is a frequency of energy, which is out there for everyone. But if you are not attuned to it, you are not able to tap into that frequency easily. You may tap into some fraction of it anyways, but not the whole of it. So if you want to tap into that healing frequency of Reiki, the attunement process is what allows you to become that antenna. Like say, if I wanted to listen to a particular radio station on my radio, don't I have to put the dial of thy radio to that frequency? So then now my radio can receive that frequency and transmit it out so I can hear it. Reiki is similar in that. It's just a frequency that I need to tap into so that I can receive and transmit. Simple as that. Beautiful. I love that analogy. And uh, you mentioned too, in terms of uh, supporting your clients and ourselves in terms of stress, um, Reiki is something that can be shared with another person. Reiki practitioners share Reiki with other people, but as we study Reiki, we can perform Reiki on ourselves and receive yeah. that kind of healing and support and clear blockages. So is that something through your training and your support, your work with your students? Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. 
for myself even now, right? We we when we are I find that most of us who are into this healing profession, we do it for others, but we a lot of times tend to forget our own selves. We're so busy doing other helping others, and then we think like, okay, I know the tools, I can do it later, <laughs> and that you know later never comes. So that similar thing happens happened to me uh, just recently. I have a little, you know, on my toe, a little gout that is forming and my toe is was hurting uh, just before the holidays. And it was hurting fair bit. Every time going up and down the steps, I could feel when going to bed at night, it would hurt more. And uh, and every time I would say, I should do Reiki on it. Actually, I help people. It should help. I should do Reiki on it, but I never did it. Eventually, I did. I did Reiki maybe 10 minutes two days only, and suddenly no pain. Did nothing else, no other treatment whatsoever. Normally, I would do other, some, something else also, but I just was neglectful. I didn't do anything. Only this, and after three days, I realized, oh, it did pain yesterday. It's not paining today. My God, this thing works. I surprised <laughs> myself. <laughs> <laughs> and we do, right? Even as long yeah. as we work with it, we get those lovely surprises. It's so true. It is something that I forget to utilize myself. And and now as we're in this new year, it's one of the practices in the mornings. Mm -hmm. um, I've had another guest on. I actually talked with Jana Danielson also in my summit recently, and that's where she shared her morning practice of and rituals, she calls them, because they enrich her day. And so these rituals, she considers like Lego blocks. And so you might not have the time for the full morning routine, mm -hmm. but you can pick and choose what serves you. And self-reiki exactly. is one of those that I've put back on my list. I've brought back to front yes. to bring into my daily practice because it is something that we can lose track of just yeah. as, as any other self-care practice can be. Right. And we you start don't to take need, for granted. Yeah. And you may not need the full blown thing. Like you don't have to spend one hour doing it. You could just take five, 10 minutes every day and it will do you wonders. Right. Yes. And uh, it's like, yeah, I'm bringing that back into myself because I'm just just doing it anytime and I'm going like no just like after brushing my teeth if I just spend five minutes more and do this it's going to be so great for me for the whole day through yeah right so yeah and and again this is self-reiki is something you teach in level one reiki and of exactly. course when you when you do level two it has a better impact but um yeah, I mean, that's the one of the first things you learn when you learn Reiki, how to give that energy boost or that that energy frequency, that healing energy frequency for your own selves. Like, face it, if your cup isn't full, you can't help others, right? So if you want to help your family and friends, you need to make sure you are fine too, so that you can do that, right? And with Reiki, I find like, Yes, it's going through you to another person. But just like the analogy of if you have a cup of milk in your hand and you pour the milk out from your cup into another cup, the residue of the milk still remains in the first cup. Similarly, when you're giving Reiki to someone else, Reiki is going through you. So it is giving you positive results within your body as well while you're helping someone else. Right. So it's a win win for both. 
why wouldn't you want to do it? (laughs) Right? (laughs) Truly. And uh, share with us a little bit, let our audience know how they can learn more about what you have available with your mission to have a Reiki practitioner in every home, which I hope we see to be the case. We live into that reality. Yeah, it, it is a lofty dream, but nevertheless, I know I can get there, um, and I, <laughs> but I can't get there alone. Uh, what I need is more Reiki practitioners or Reiki um, masters, teachers who are doing the same. So with that in effect, yes, I am giving Reiki practitioner courses and my next one starts in March, uh, around March 14th. Uh, so um, basically learn Reiki, help yourselves and help your families. And it's not only just about getting health and wellness. It is also when you are giving yourself Reiki and you are practicing Reiki, you do end up raising your own vibration. And when you raise your vibration, those who understand those kind of things, when you raise your vibration, just by your sheer presence, you end up changing vibrations for others who are around you. And your positive vibration hits them and it gradually starts changing that. So you end up changing, you know, the whole area around you to something better. So when you do that, and if there are more of us doing that, imagine what beautiful changes we can bring to our world. So that is a great motivation for me. But yes, it's a lofty one. But for starters, I have to have Reiki practitioners and I have to have some practitioners who are ready to become master teachers who can then go and do exactly what I am doing. And I help them through. I help them because I've done it. I've done setting up. I've done all of that. And if they need tools to do that, I can help them through that. There are lots of Reiki masters that I know who are now, because of me talking to them like this, to say, okay, I I think I'm ready to teach. But I don't know how to begin. They are master teachers, but they haven't taught for so many years, right? How do I even start? I help them through. I can mentor them through to start and do the same path because I need, I can't reach everyone alone, right? I need more of me to teach and do the same thing. So we can all work together. That is the beauty of it. It truly is. It truly is. And, and I, got got shivers when you were talking about it, because I just know that it's true that, you know, there's a lot we cannot influence or feel ineffective, you know, things that are beyond our control. And when we focus on what is within our control, when we raise our own vibration, when we do what we can to be healthy and balanced, Mm -hmm. when we learn Reiki so that we can keep ourselves and share our, keep our families healthy, that ripple effect. And then making that exponential with more Reiki master teachers out there in the world to keep that movement growing yes. is a really powerful opportunity. We need that right now. Oh, yes. And if anyone just wants to, you know, like chat about it, I'm happy to chat with anyone. Um, they can go on my website. It's holisticlifesolutions.ca for Canada. Um, so, um, and there you will have 
places where you can book a time, like, you know, just click on the button to take you to a Calendly link and book a time where you can have a conversation with me. So it's a convenient time for both you and me since I put it up on the calendar. So we can do that and just chat a free consultation for about 30 minutes. So we can chat about what you desire and what works for you and what I offer is that something that we can work together on or sometimes people just want to chat and get to know a little bit more about it I'm open to that as well so whatever works I'm just ready to spread the message (laughs) (laughs) and I'm grateful for the work that you do definitely is there is there anything else as we come to a close that you want to leave with our listeners or lead into the new year I don't know I just would say like keep yourselves up into a positive vibration feel good about who you are you are here on this earth for a reason nobody's come here for no reason so there is a big massive reason why you are here don't underestimate that and hold yourself up high you are needed that's all I can say That's powerful. That's a powerful way to wrap things up for today. Thank you so much. These are very true words and I love the the heart and the mission in your work and your vision. And I am with you, happy to support this vision of having empowered healers in every home. Thank you, Susie. And so glad that you approached me and I got the, uh, you know, opportunity to bring my message forward. Thank you so much for that. You're so very welcome. Take good care. I'll see you soon. See you. Take care. Bye. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit happifiedlife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.